This is Off the Rock, On the Record, a podcast by Obsidian Public Relations. This season, five guests join us virtually to discuss all things adaptable planning. From communication professionals to business leaders, this team of experts has a lot to say about communicating and making changes along the way. Doesn't matter if you're a college student, a seasoned PR professional, or a business leader who's looking to step up their communication game, there is something that you can learn on this season of Off the Rock, On the Record. Hey everyone, thanks for joining us for this episode of Off the Rock, On the Record. Today, I'm joined by a special guest, Tony Williams, and I will let her introduce herself. Hi, I'm Tony Williams. I am the Director of Special Events here at Spring Creek Ranch. We take care of all of your special events needs, weddings, anniversaries, birthday parties, you name it. So we're talking about adaptive planning this season on the podcast. And really, if you have ever planned an event, even just a spouse's birthday party, you know that there is no industry that needs to be able to adapt a plan more than an event industry. So I'm really excited to have you, Tony, to talk from a professional perspective about what it's like to build a plan um, with some of that wiggle room and flexibility. So I wanted to start by saying, you know, every business plans with their customer in mind. Obviously, your customer is your top priority. But how do you create a plan when every bride or groom or event host that you work with has a completely different vision for their event? Great question. Um, So I do a lot of research, Um, trend following. I attend any continuing education I can get. Um, I've just recently become a certified wedding planner through the New York Institute of Art and Industry. Um, I follow social media, and most of all, I just get to know my couples, talk with them from their first visit with me to looking at the venue to, you know, what, what are your colors? What is your vision for your day? What do you see? You know, stalking them on their Pinterest boards, all of that, just really getting to know them. Absolutely. And I think for any business, you are destined for failure if you don't get to know your customers. Um, Because ultimately, if you're not creating products and services that meet their needs, then you're not going to retain them as customers. Correct. And the biggest part of customer service, and we talk about this a lot as a PR firm, because really customer service is the linchpin to every business. And if you're not getting that right, then you're going to struggle. And as somebody who is hosting, you know, 50 events a year, 40 events a year, maybe more, and you're sometimes planning two years out, you're juggling 50 to 100 client contacts at any given time. That can be really challenging. I know from a person that manages 13 clients, sometimes I'm like, it's too much. I'm getting too much information coming in. And at the same time, they each want to feel personally cared for. So how do you keep your sanity while also managing all of those different client relationships? Well, no one said I was sane. (laughs) Um, Actually, I become a second mother of the bride to most of my brides. I am that person that they call when they have problems with their real mother of the bride, when they have problems with their maid of honor. There's always a problem somewhere along the line, and I'm just that I talk them off of those ledges. I help them with all of that. And just making each one feel like they are my only bride 
-hmm. And I mean, for one day, they are. They are the only bride that I have. You start 24 hours before your wedding, you're my only bride. And all the way up until I put you in your car that night, you're my only bride. I take no other brides during your day. So it's just important that they feel that, that not just feel, but they know that I'm there for them. I am their voice no matter what. And I think that's huge as, as a person who has been married, you're juggling so many different inputs and to have a, a wedding planner and an event coordinator who is on your side completely, that can be the heavy when your mother-in-law wants to have a fish option at dinner and you're just not down with it. Um, to have a wedding planner in your corner that can say, you know, that's really not in the scope of what we're doing and try to navigate that, that challenge. That's really important. Yeah, I don't have to have Thanksgiving with these people. So I'm perfectly fine making someone mad to get what you want. And that is the kind of advocate you need because those Thanksgiving dinners can be challenging after you've stood your ground on something like tablescapes or uh, photography even. Champagne walls. <laughs> Champagne walls. Um, it's from a communication perspective, as, like I said, somebody that's planned a wedding before, but also has been to numerous weddings and, and really pays attention to the communication side of things, the amount of information going back and forth between a, an event planner, an event space, the bride, and then also all the way down to your guests is enormous. And it's really depend upon, dependent upon the organization of the people whose event you're planning. So how do you, as the venue coordinator, keep things smooth and streamlined when you have event parties that range from super organized to all over the place? Um, well, I keep post-it notes in business. I use them for everything. I, everything's color-coded and everything is marked with a post-it note. Um, I do lots and lots of communication, you know, from the, the very first initial contact of them saying, hey, I want, I'm interested in your venue, to I want to do sparklers when I leave. I make sure that I write everything down, that I repeat it, and I have meetings throughout planning, you know, three months before. I just had a meeting this morning with my bride for Sunday. I just make sure that I, I communicate with them and have multiple meetings regularly. So are you a write it down on paper and a planner kind of person, or are you a digital planner? I am a write it down on paper kind of person. Um, last in the last two years, I've had an assistant who is um, electronic. She wants to see everything electronically, which has really broken my Erin Condren heart. I love to see that calendar in that planner with all of the scribbles and everything on it. And she's like, I need to see what you're doing tomorrow. So it's, it's very important. I do both. Um, I'm not one that relies on my phone for notifications, I look at my calendar, at my planner. I'm, I'm definitely a written person. And I'm the kind of person who really remembers when I take a physical note and I can look back and say, oh, I remember when we were talking about sparklers, he or she mentioned that they want round sparklers and not stick sparklers. And so I get the need for both. Having a digital log that you can easily share and put out, but also having it written down. 100%. I have to write it down. That's the way I remember things. As an event coordinator, you are also required to manage strong vendor relationships to ensure that every person's unique needs are met from catering to photography to flowers, um, all of the different vendors that you're working with. 
that also requires strategies to effectively communicate with those people because ultimately the reputation of their business is sometimes dependent upon um, an event coordinator's work. So how do you maintain those vendor relationships um, and manage plans across a large vendor spectrum? So my vendors that I work with, um, and there are, there are a select few that I don't work with, very, very few, but I love working with all wedding planners. I love working with all photographers. I just, they become my friends. And we all remember that we are team couple. It's not about, hey, I'm in charge, or hey, this, is, this was my idea. It's about, oh, this is what the bride and groom needs. So we want to make sure that we're all team couple. And like I said, wedding vendors, it's a small community in Memphis, and we love everyone. You, we all help each other out. If, if I'm booked, I'm going to recommend them to someone else. I, one of my very best friends is the venue coordinator for Ansdale Mansion. And it's, it, it's not a, a competition. It's very much a community. And that makes perfect sense because a lot of times for things like events, when someone is choosing a venue or choosing a florist, they may not be the right fit for you just because your venue does not cater to their needs. And that doesn't mean that they're, you should just abandon them because it doesn't fit your venue, but they may be a great candidate and maintaining those vendor relationships is helpful because there may be a day when you need to work together. Absolutely. I mean, there are times I'll get texts from other venues going, hey, are you available on this state? I've got a bride that's interested and I'm just not her fit. So we, we definitely help each other out in this community, especially through COVID. It has been such a trying year this year with all of this. Mm -hmm. And I don't know where I would be without my vendor friends because we were all going through the same thing. And that really goes into the last question that I wanted to talk with you about. Um, creating a customer experience that is positive all the way around is obviously the goal, but inevitably along the way in the process, there's going to be a miscommunication, small, large, inconsequential, or major. And so what advice do you have for other people in the event planning space when you get that email and you realize that you've dropped the ball? First, um, have a solution figure out how you can fix it, not, oh my gosh, it's messed up, I don't know what I'm gonna do. Have a solution, figure out what, it, the smallest thing to you can be the largest thing to your bride, you never know. And then the largest thing to you can be, oh, that's no big deal to me. So you just never know, just make sure that you go in with a solution instead of, okay, this is what's happened, I don't know what to do. They've lost every bit of faith and trust in you and when you say, I don't know what to do. So you just want to make sure that you go in with a solution and an apology. And for goodness sakes, don't throw somebody under the bus. If it was your chef that did it, just say, hey, this happened. Or if it was another vendor, just say, hey, this happened. Let's, this is how we're going to fix it. This is what we're doing instead. And just keep them calm. And never um, have that, that sense of urgency in your voice. Always remain calm when talking about it. Do you have common mistake plans that you kind of have in your arsenal? And what I'm kind of thinking is, you know, if somebody's planning a retirement party, a wedding, a family reunion, whatever they're planning, I'm sure there are common things that people forget. Do you have kind of contingencies lined up in case one of those things goes awry so that you can step in and kind of be the hero of the day? 
We do. I mean, it's, it's often that um, sometimes we don't have a toss bouquet or someone's boutonniere broke and we have to pull a rose out of the middle of a centerpiece and make a boutonniere. So you just make sure that you're ready for those things. I have a little, it's a little tackle box that has anything from eyelash glue to tape to whatever's needed in there. So you just make sure that you're at the ready with everything that can fix most of your problems. Now I have had some pretty big things that were difficult to fix. We had happy endings, but it's just like, okay, let me think a minute. What, how can I fix this and what can I do? You know, this weekend's weather is, is an unknown, you know, okay, I've got a plan A for if it's great weather, a plan B for if it's okay, and a plan C if we have to just move inside and, and just go with it. So do you, before we close, have any advice to help people create plans that are flexible, but are also guiding enough to get you from inception to event day? So the biggest thing is just to be flexible yourself. So many people want to carry that chip on their shoulder, that pride, or just to say it was all me, that this was my idea. You know, it's okay. It's okay to be the behind the scenes person. It's, it's not your day. It's okay to, to just take a back seat and just let it happen and not worry about who it was. At the end of the day, all you're worried about is that that wedding went off without a hitch, that in front of the curtain, everyone saw perfection. Behind the curtain, you can do whatever you need to. Well, as a PR professional and a person that has planned a wedding, I can say that the greatest thing that anyone has ever told me is that as the planner or the person intimately involved, you knew all of the things that were supposed to go one way that went another. But at the end of the day, the guests leave with some bubbly in their belly and a smile on their face. And that is all that matters. So um, I agree with that completely. Tony, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, we're really, really lucky to have you on. Thanks, Taylor. I appreciate it. And thank you all for tuning in to this episode of Off the Rock on the Record. We've got several other episodes this season talking about all things planning and creating a plan that will serve you throughout the future. So stay tuned and check into our next episode of Off the Rock on the Record.